child left behind, said daddy next in line Flesh should attain it, yeah, I say it for the second time Reppin' time, R.I.P. J. Pesci, here cap any move, can't all It is, what up everybody, it's your boy Malik DMG Perry And we back with another Hoop Nerd Podcast I do apologize for our tardiness, not even our tardiness, our absence You know, um, we've, been, we've been away for a minute, uh a lot of things going on, man. A lot of things that happened. A lot of things transpired since we've been going. Um, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA title. You know, clap it up for them. Um, what else, man? Uh, draft came. Draft came. And uh, Apollo went number one in the draft. Right? Um, so that that's huge as well for the basketball community. As always, it is still free. Brittany Griner. Um, we need to get her home, everybody. She need to get home. We need to get her in our safe havens with her family. Um, and just get, you know, love on her and get her back in our soil. So let's make sure we continue to have praise for, prayers for her um, as she goes through this trying times, her and her family. Um, like I said, we've been going for a minute, but, you know, speaking on what, what today's topic gonna be, is going to be, um, we have a lot. Um, you hear a lot about the new media, right? And Draymond Green has been big um, on explaining, you know, telling your own story. And the new media being part of, you know, pretty much saying what we want to say and not have others interpret or write about, vlog about, or even um, record what we think, what they think we mean. I apologize. So um, it's big um, on this topic is embracing the new media. And the new media comes through everything, Right. So we're in a time now where you can record on your phone everything you want to say, send it, and then guess what? Now it's on social media, and we don't have to go through talking to this reporter, go through talking to you know this blogger, things of that nature. We can actually put our thoughts onto a video, um, to an audio platform, and pushing this out there. And I just think that's big nowadays in regards to telling our story. Right. So everybody has a story they tell, especially as an athlete and all the scrutiny that we're up against um, about things that we transpire in our life or things that we see as though um, are important to us. We have the opportunity to get those things out. Right. So we have our own voice, whereas when I first started playing the game of basketball, we didn't have the opportunity, especially collegially, to utilize our voices that way. Right. Um, if you look at when I began in my college career, we always had to talk to the newspapers, right? And those guys in the newspapers, that had that was their, I, their job to interpret what they thought we were thinking and put it out in a public forum. Um, that's why a lot of times um, for myself, it was hard for me to sit there and actually have, to have that conversation to talk to the newspaper. Because I would see, I would know and realize what I said. And then the next day I go read the paper and it's just turned around and completely different of anything that I said prior to our, our meeting. So um, I really didn't like talking to the media when I was uh, in college. Like, so, you know, after a game, excuse me, after a good game, they'll say, you know, our, our SID, he would be like, hey, Malik, they want to talk to you and talk to such and such. And I would go up there and I'd literally sit there and I literally and genuinely hate answering questions from this one particular person, 
Okay. Now I'm not going to put this person out because of some of the fact that that I'm coaching here in Muncie. Um, I just took a high school high school job, and I still have to interact with this person on a professional basis. Um, and I don't want any backlash not only on, only on my family, but also I don't want any backlash on the school that I'm currently coaching at. But it was this one particular guy who misinterpreted, I would say, but also just genuinely mixed words up on what was said and what put in the paper. Um, you know, Malik stated, yada, yada, and I never stated that. All right, so it got to the point where um, I'm petty. You know, they just call me Petty Perry. So it got to the point where when I would uh, interview with this person, I would never answer any time he asked me a question. Like, he would ask me a question, Malik, what do you think about today's game? And I would just sit there and ignore him. And then we'll have another person ask the question, and i answer their question. And that kind of frustrated him. He was upset about it, um, which I truly didn't care. But I do wish... I do wish back then um, we had the opportunity. And I don't want to say the opportunity, um, but we had the mind frame and say, you know, we're going to tell our own story, right? So with a lot of the a lot of the kids nowadays, a lot of the new athletes nowadays, they have that opportunity to tell their story and explain what they explain what they mean, and they are benefiting off of social media to know tomorrow. That's a good thing, right? You know, growing up, our coaches were like. Don't put this on social media or you can't put that on social media or um, watch what you say. And it's still that to this day. I mean, I, I understand that and I'm, I'm I'm big on still watching what you're saying, watching what you're saying. But you, you also have the opportunity to sit there and address and say, you know what, this is what I mean. Right. Um, whenever you're in the game of basketball, speaking from the game of basketball, um, like Draymond said, Draymond, I use Draymond because he's one of those individuals that don't care, is going to say how he feel, and, and it is what it is. And he said, it's our job to educate um, those fans and those individuals that's involved with our game and loving our game. It's our job to educate them, right? So if I'm not educating you or I'm not sitting there breaking down and telling you what I mean or telling you different nuances of the game, like it doesn't even that even matter to you, right? So when we talk about the new media, right, and then speaking on the new media, it's the opportunity for you to tell your story. Like when I, when I talk about the Negro Athlete brand, um, shameless plug, but it's not really a shameless plug because it's mine. Um, the purpose of me even putting this um, business together and putting this website together is to allow athletes to tell their story, right? So we started with interviews, and we're going to start getting back with those things. And um, the plan is to, you know, talk to young athletes and blog with them about the correspondence and changes that, you know, come to being, you know, an athlete during this during this time. But that was the purpose of the Nigger Athlete brand was to tell our story, right? And I tell my story, and I try to get others to buy into the merch. It's because I tell my story through the things that I wear. Right, anybody that knows me knows I'm wearing Negro Athlete brand stuff every day. Every day. And it's it's crazy how like people see me and be like, oh that's nice or that's dope. And then I'm like, it's mine. Right? And I give out the card and you'll be surprised how many individuals dip in and touch the merch and buy the merch and read the read the blogs and watch the podcast and think listen to the podcast on the website. Like 
it's so many things that you can do to tell your story and share the story, which is which is big for me. Right. So that's how I get my my voice across is being able to, you know, identify and show through my clothing. I'm an African-American athlete. I'm a black athlete. I'm a Negro athlete. Right. And 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 that's the purpose of the brand. And that's the purpose of us being new media is to tell your story. Right. And that and that's what we want to do. We want to tell the story. We want everybody to come in and say, you know what? I take pride in being a black athlete. I take pride in being a Negro athlete. This is why I'm a Negro athlete. You know, so new media is, is, is big because you get an opportunity to tell your story. You get an opportunity to get your point across. You get an opportunity to say how you feel. And you don't have to do it, do it through a third party, right? Um, so being able to tell your story, being able to explain the game of basketball, football, soccer, hockey, whatever sport you decide to play as an African-American, being able to tell your story and own your truth, right, is big for us, right? It's big for us as a, as a community and as a collective. So that's, that's the thing about, you know, new athletes and the new media is, you know, being, being able to tell your story, have an opportunity to explain who you are as a person and not have to wait or beg or censor yourself through a third party organization, right? Um... So yeah, that's big. Also with the new new media, we we also have a responsibility. We got a responsibility to do things the right way. Right? So it's a professional way to tell your stories, a professional way to, you know, talk about what it is you want to talk about in a non-demeaning type of way. Right? Um, people look at, you know, these debate shows, it's a debate. Right? Everything is it's my opinion. So how I take things, how I inherit things, how I see things is all opinionated by me, how it, how it made me feel, right? And that's, and that's just, we you know, what it is. That's just the, the big proponent it is, um, and that's what we're striving to be. So like I say, even through this podcast, you know, we, we talk about things that are going on in today's society, um, and you know, what is, what is... Um, essentially what is affecting us, right? So that's the, the purpose of things that we talk about um, that affects us in the athletic world, right? And, and this, this is a sports podcast. This is a, you know, primarily basketball podcast. But like I said, it just talks about things that affect us um, moving forward. So, you know, that's, that's really big. Um, so that's just a small snippet, like I said, the new media. Um, a lot of things that I want to touch on today, you know, our podcasts aren't that long. Um, I try to gravitate and get your attention span for the first 30 to 45 minutes. And that's the, I have to get my point across throughout that. So, big thing this week, man. 50th anniversary of Title IX. Um, individuals, you know, that don't understand what Title IX is, it's pretty much equality between men's and women's basketball I mean, men's and women's sports. I'm sorry. I, like I said, I keep going back to the basketball thing. Um, and which I think is huge, man. I think Title IX has set the bar extremely high to hold individuals accountable and providing, you know, young women and young women the opportunity to have equal, right, I mean, equal standards in, you know, professional settings, which I still think we there still is a, a balance that's not there. Um, I still think there's some things that they struggle with. Um, but giving, you know, young women a voice and opportunity to play sports, 
um, in the collegiate and professional um, realm is extremely, extremely important. Um, I'm big on that. So um, I'm excited for this 50th anniversary. Um, I'm excited that, you know, the women still 50 years in, um, we still need improvement, but they're, they're still dominating in a lot of facets. Um, so I'm excited about that. The sucky part about it was, like, the day after the 50th anniversary, we get the Roe versus Wade, and they overturn the, the right for women's, for choice, women's choice. Like, what a great time to do that, right? That was, like, terrible. Like, that was a terrible timing. At the time that we're celebrating women's rights and equality and, um, you know, commonality when it comes to equal rights in the sports setting, then the next day we just say, you know what, we're taking that away. We're taking your right to choose, right, which I just think is just stupid, right? Um, like I said, Title IX is, is big, right? How do y'all feel about Title IX, man? I know there's still some changes that need to be done. Um, I know there's a lot of things that, you know, still needs to be worked on. In regards to the Title IX and you know the rights, but I feel like we have came, have come a far way and a long way, and I, but I feel like there's more to go, right? It's more to come from, more to stem from. So, um, like I said, Title IX has just you know we celebrate the 50th anniversary. Um, WBA is going on strong, going into their All Star break and their tournament, um, and it's like I said, man, it's just you know sports is. Sports is moving and booming, right? Sports is sports is going, right? So for me, just trying to figure out what to watch and what to do, because there ain't no more NBA on. You know, summer league starts here in uh, three days, four days. So you get that. Um, I'm a big, huge WNBA fan, so I'm, I watch the game all the time. And it's always on my TV. Sometimes I actually like watching the, the women play more than the men. Um, like I said, man, so it's just, you know, it's big. I do think, you know, to further, um, what's going on with Brittany Griner, um, if women got paid more, they wouldn't have to have to go over there and, and you know, go through all these drastic changes, right? If, if, you know, we had equal pay or close to equal pay and the amount of sponsors and sponsorship opportunities that are going in the NBA also delegated to the WNBA, we have a lot more household superstars, have a lot more of our players being home and not having to go play 12 months out the year in order to equal up pay or order to sustain and take care of their family. And we can have the same opportunity that we do with the men. Um, so I just think having an opportunity to generate more revenue, trying to find more sponsorship opportunities to help uh, help. The growth of the WNBA is essential and it's huge because, like I said, um, the magnitude of Brittany Griner, if if she never had to go over there, she wouldn't be dealing with this situation, right? Being a political pawn and um, having to continue to manage and take care of her family after the WNBA season is over with is a tragic thing. So um, just trying to figure out ways to support the WNBA, I think needs to be huge on the collective bargaining and huge in the talks and its partnership with the NBA. Um, so the NBA is a Fortune 500 billion dollar business. Why can't we get the WNBA there, right? Why can't we get some of our players, household names, to make those bukus amounts of money 
to take care of their family, right? And I think that's some of the reason why, you know, uh, basketball as far as with young young women early on in the, in the development stages are falling apart because, you know, they don't, they don't get the opportunity or the pay or they hear the stories, right? In order for you to be successful, you got to try to get an endorsement, which everybody doesn't get an endorsement. But after your season is over, you got to go to another country to play to get any type of comparable compensation for you to take care of your family, right? Which is which is crazy, you know? So um, we need to find a way. I think the NBA needs to find a way, sponsorships, um, companies, things of that nature, to help grow the league so we don't go through these situations we're going through right now. Um, even with the the whole um, the whole television package, like we got the big three who has a uh, Fox Sports um, or CP or CBS, uh, contract, and the WBA has to play on Facebook, play on Twitter. You get a CBS uh, Sports Network game. You get a a hit and miss game on NBA TV. You get a hit and miss game on ESPN. Um, so the, the television package isn't even worth, which is not helping the ratings, right? Um, so I think we need to find a way, since we are in this whole thing of Title IX and, you know, making sure that we are taking advantage of this opportunity that's going through us right now. So I see a lot of the players supporting the WNBA. Um, those that like basketball, me, I love the game of basketball, men, women, youth, um, I'm always there. So um, just, you know, being supporters and finding a way for us to, you know, bridge that gap is huge and um, which is big time. Um, what else? What else we can talk about, y'all? Kyrie Irving. Woof. Kyrie I'm I'm trying to understand his thought process. Okay. Like I'm big on players getting paid. Okay. Um, I'm big on players getting paid. I'm big on you know them getting their money. But dude, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out, dude, what is it that you want to do? Okay, you gotta figure out what is it you want, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Like you have to figure that out. Okay, you have been provided the opportunity. You have great selects, better skills. You know, you you have come a long way. You're a savant when it comes to the game of basketball. But you are essentially a head case. And I don't mean one of those head cases that are like, I'm going to cuss a coach out. I'm going to throw out, you know, throw balls. This and third. No. You are a head case in the sense that you feel as though you can do what you want to do and you should be compensated for what you don't do. Like, like Kyrie. And I know people, I feel bad for Kevin Durant. Okay, I feel bad for KD. I know people are like, why you feel bad for KD? KD did it to Russ. As y'all can see, nobody wants to play with Russell Westbrook. Nobody. Nobody. 
because he has he ha he doesn't know how to learn to change his game and adapt his game to fit the team that he's on. But I feel bad for KD, and the reason I feel bad for KD is because the only reason I came to Brooklyn was because of Kyrie. So the only reason I came here was because of Kevin Durant. I mean, it's because of Kyrie Irving. If I'm KD, I'm sorry. And the only reason I came here is because of Kyrie Irving. And now you want to leave? KD should slap fire out of his face. KD should genuinely slap fire out of his face. The, the only reason I say yes, I will come to Brooklyn is because Kyrie begged me to come to Brooklyn. But he begged me for his own selfish reason because Brooklyn didn't want Kyrie. Kyrie has burned bridges in every organization that he's been in. And I'm a huge Kyrie Irving fan. So was, it's painful for me to say this. But he has burned bridges in every organization that he's been in. Every organization. He has burned bridges. Right? So now, we talk about wasting careers and people get upset at, at KD because KD left the Golden State Warriors to try to do his own thing, which he thought he was teaming up with his buddy Kyrie. And now Kyrie want to leave you up the drive because Brooklyn don't want to pay you the money. You don't show up to games. You don't play games. You don't. You don't show up to games. You don't play games. You show them when you want to show up. You feel like you do what you want to do. Why should they pay you? Why? I would not pay you a max contract and you play on average 40% of the games a year. I'm not paying you. You're not getting anything out of me. Now we can work it, we can structure it in a way that is both friendly for you and as well as for me. But dude, you got to show up and produce. First thing you got to do is show up, Kyrie. And I know we know we small old podcast, hoop nerd podcast, nigga athlete podcast. It might not get to you. Oh, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna see it. I hope it do. You are a phenomenal talent. You are arguably one of the top ten players in the world when you are on the floor. But the key is you have to be on the floor. You gotta be on the floor. You arguably have the opportunity to win the championship with the roster that you have coming back. So once you structure your deal and get a, and take a deal that's both team friendly and you friendly, and run it back, not go run away because they're not going to offer you a match. I don't think anybody in the right state of mind, any organization will, will undoubtedly. Pay you your money if you showed up. You would get paid by any organization. But the key is, you don't show up. 
You don't work. You don't play games. You don't do any of that. And now it's time to give you a max contract, and then I give you a max contract, and you butthurt. Why you butthurt? I wouldn't pay you either. Wouldn't pay you a dime. A dime. Wouldn't pay you a dime. Right? Nothing. So, I mean, we just gotta gotta figure out, Kyrie, what is it you want we wanna do? What you wanna do? You know, do you do you wanna, you know, be arguably one of the greatest players to ever play this game? Steph Curry passed you. Steph Curry, they talking about him being on Mount Rushmore. The last time he was with LeBron, they talked about how you killed Steph Curry. Now you're on Mount, now you're on Mount Rushmore. Right? You're on Mount Rushmore now. He came and took his spot back. They talking about him as one of the greatest point guards of all time. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. What are we doing, Uncle Drew? What are we doing? The earth is flat. What are we doing? What are we doing? Right? You you wanted K you wanted to team up with KD, you wanted to be around KD. What are we doing now? What are we doing now? What? Because I'm 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 to the point now. I feel like you truly do not care about winning. It's about me. It's not about my team. It's not about the organization. I don't even think it's about your family right now. I think it's just about me. Right? So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Huh, Kyrie? Because you have the, the potential and the ability with, with this group of killers that you have Shoot, run it back and get a ring. You know how much money you will make if you, KD, Bum Simmons, because I'm I'm from Philly, Bum Simmons, go up in next year's final against Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Woo! Woo! Let me take a step back. Do you know if you show up and beat Chef Curry, Draymond Green, a.k.a. New Media, and Clay, I don't care about nothing, Thompson. And you, KD, Bum Simmons, come back. And if y'all meet in the finals and y'all beat them, you talk about legacy. You talk about the bounce back. 
But I don't think you got the heart to do that. You're a runner. You like to run. When things don't go your way, you're just going to run. So nobody can even challenge you to, to even do that. Like Nobody can challenge you to do that, Kyrie. Can't nobody say, hey, Kyrie. Run it back, Kyrie. Take your team. You'll be healthy. You'll have Joe Harris back, which, you know, provides that, that shooting that you guys needed. Right? You have Seth Curry on one wing, Joe Harris on one wing, which is big time shooting. KD, you at the one. You have Ben Simmons at the four. So you can go, this is crazy, yo. Listen to this lineup, everybody. You can go, Kyrie at the one. Chef at the two. Harris at the three. Can we talk about small ball? You can play KD at the four. You can play Ben at the five. Oh, my God. That's nasty. That's nasty. Oof. And you want to leave that? You want to leave that? So you want to go, you at the one. Uh, who, the, who the fuck is the two for the Lakers? You can go, you at the one. You can go, hmm, Malik Monk at the two. Brian at the three. AD at the four. And Dwight Howard at the five. Dwight Howard and Ben Simmons cancel each other out. Right, so we're going to take, I might take Dwight over Ben Simmons, okay? AD, KD, I think that matchup's a wash. I don't know, Kyrie. I don't know, man. And all we can get to LA is... You you can't you gotta opt out. Opt out, take a player minimum, what's that six mil? Go to LA. Go to LA. If I was you. No, I'm I'm staying. Staying where I'm at. Staying where I'm at. You'll be healthy this year. You ain't got to worry about no, <laughs> no COVID-19 mandate. You know, so you ain't got to worry about no vaccination calls and you can't play because you're not vaccinated. You ain't got to worry about all none of that, Kyrie. You ain't got to worry about none of that. So it's up to you. It's up to you. All I'm saying is, it don't mean nothing if you're not on the floor. Let me take my glasses off, Kyrie. Look at you in your eyes like a man. You're by far 
one of the best talents to ever touch an NBA floor. By far. You should be one of the 75 greatest players to ever touch an NBA floor. You should. But you got to want to do it. You got to want to be successful. You got to want to be one of the greatest. Not when controversy strikes, you want to run. Oh, I want to go to this team. I want to go to a new team. I want to provide a list. Fuck that list. Only team that should be on that list is the Brooklyn Nets. That's the only team that should be on that list. You shouldn't worry about trying to join forces with somebody else. You join forces with Kevin Durant, arguably the best scorer to ever touch the, touch the basketball in the NBA. Pure score? You got him. KD7. He done played more games than you, and he suffered the Achilles injury. You want to talk about legacy and everybody talk about Kevin Durant legacy? Let's talk about your legacy, Kyrie. You arguably have the opportunity to win another ring. You could be the best Robin. I'm sorry. Yeah. You are going to be the best Robin to ever, ever touch the game. Because KD Trey 5 slash KD 7 is Batman. He is the one that drives that ship. He's the main pilot, you the co-pilot. No matter where you go, you're going to be a co-pilot. And it's not even because of your talent in some places. It's the ability to show up when you don't show up. You don't come to work every day. So we challenge you here at the Hoop Nerd Podcast. We challenge you with the nigger athlete brand. You signed back with the Brooklyn Nets. You restructured this deal to make sure it's friendly to you and friendly to them. Because you need to give KD an apology. For all the BS you put him through for the past two years. That's what you need to do. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Don't talk about being great. Show that you're great. Be able to take criticism. Be able to take controversy. When things don't go your way, Kyrie, stop running. Be a man. Be a man. That's all we got going on today at the Hoop Nerd Podcast. Brought to you by the NiggerAthletebrand.com. Like I said, I mean what I said. We challenging. Stop running. Stop hiding. Stop fighting. Be a man of your word. And last but not least, be a Hoop Nerd. Hoop Nerd Podcast, we out. No child left behind, said daddy next in line Flesh should attain it, yeah, I say it for the second time Reppin' time, R.I.P.J. Pesci Hear cap, any move, can't 